1116 SEN, The Odds Couple, with Simon O'Donnell and Simon Marshall. Good morning, everyone. Uh, great to have your company, The Odds Couple, on Saturday morning uh, for a full hour, 8 till 9 o'clock. And today we head to Mooney Valley. What a day it's going to be. The Dato Tan Chim Nan Stakes over the 1,600 metres. A couple of special guests a little later on. James Cummings is joining us. Uh, wonder if it's going to be Hartnell's Day in the big race this afternoon. Trent Busserton um, has a training partnership with Natalie Young. Uh, they're going to chat to us a little later on. And Trent's only been here a, a year or two in Australia, a, a former Kiwi. Well, he's still a Kiwi, but now training in Australia. And we're going to have a, a little chat to him a little later on. He has some interesting runners at the Valley. David Taggart, of course, uh, will take us through the quaddy uh, a little later in the hour. Probably uh, I'd like you to be finding some form now. The spring's really starting to hot up, but we'll talk to D-Taggart about that a little later on. And um, mm, form is important. Man who's always in form, Simon Marshall, joins me, affectionately known as the jock. Morning. Big fella. Um, very, very impressive morning it is out there as we look out the window here and uh, Church Street. And I must say, mate, uh, the valley today rail back in the true position an outstanding card of nine races. The Dato Tanchim Nam, the mile, the group two, outstanding race. And, jeez, there's a lot to dissect this morning, and I'm glad we're catching up with Trent Bussenden from Team Bussenden Young at Cranbourne there. They've set up shop. They hit hit the ground running, um, really dominating the three-year-olds late last spring, weren't they, big fella? What are you laughing at? I'm just glad you're here. Thank you. Well, we're on Swan Street. I did have a shower this morning. We're actually on Swan Street. They put some, are we? Is it yeah. Swan Street, not Church Street? No. Oh, we're just around the corner from Church, Church Street's Street. Church Street's those trendy bars up that way, you know, a bit sort of ah. east of here, west of here. Okay. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. No, well done. Good to I have you. I wonder if it takes me an extra five minutes What's your to problem this morning? Before we get on to very serious things and you continue your conversation. Mate, no push-ups and tricep dips this morning. What's going on? Usually you hit the deck just before we go on air. You'll pump out a quick 20 push-ups and then you... Go to the window ledge and pump out some tricep dips. What's going on? I tend to do that halfway through the show just to keep myself awake. No, you awake. don't. You do it at the start of the show. Just to keep myself awake. <laughs> to make sure I don't nod off. Um, <laughs> no, that, 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 I'll punch out a quick 20 and 20. That's mm. the arm crunches and also some push-ups this morning. But I wanted to pose a question to our wonderful family out there, the odds couple family that tune in between 8 and 9 here at SEN. And I want to ask them, we were, we touched on on racing.com yesterday with the great Nick Ashman covering the, uh, the beautiful night, the eight races from, uh, Geelong Synthetic. And we started discussing, you know, spring opportunities and we, and we sunk our teeth in the, into the jockey ranks. Who is your, uh, who are your favorite jockeys going into the spring, folks? Simon will bring up the numbers in a minute for you to contact us, which we love your feedback. Who's going to ride their first group one winner from the young guns? I went with Benny Allen. He's ride on Plen CL couple of weeks back at Caulfield was outstanding and in the Australian bloodstock colours there um, I think he's going to get many opportunities, he rides work for Darren Weir he's a gun for hire, he can ride light I think he's going to stand up and ride his first group one this spring, so group one uh, first time uh, group one winner, I went with Ben Allen to the next star jockey to hit the big heights and, and really make his name in racing I went with Regan Bayless, he's a two time group one winning jockey Is he not hit three time group one winning jockey now yeah, eh? Has he not already hit the big time? Well, in terms of riding the carnival big group time. ones, yeah, okay, okay. dominating a bit of spring carnival, I'm maybe winning it. a major and yeah, a Caulfield yeah. Cup, maybe Cox Plate, maybe a Melbourne Cup, maybe a Derby, maybe an Oaks. These are the races that I'm... T- Guineas. 
These are the races I'm talking about. He rides Bonneville in the Dardo Tanchim Nan today. Uh, so Regan Bayless is my next gun, whiz kid, to dominate uh, in the future of the sport. Um, uh, the next whiz kid. And the one to dominate this spring. Dominate. To dominate the spring carnival is your lock-in jockey that's going to most likely ride in all the majors is James McDonald for me. Ooh. Remember, he had some time off. He had the 12 months off. He's come back. He's proven to everybody that he's keen. He's hungry. He's got all the tools in the shed. All the tools in the shed. He's a major winner. Moss Fun. He won the uh, Golden Slipper on her for Team Hawks. And I reckon this will be his spring carnival now. He'll get the opportunities, James McDonald, and I reckon he's the one to dominate. So to dominate the spring, James McDonald. To be the next whiz kid, Regan Bayless. To win their first group one, Ben Allen. Folks, we love your feedback on these hotlines. 949-1116 or 0433-981116 is the text number. 949-1116 or 0433-981116, the text number. Big Sim, who's your go-to when you're have when you putting your bets on in mares, fillies and mares races? D Dunn. Dwayne Dunn. D Dunn. What do you like about Dwayne Dunn? Reliable. Reliable? Wow. Me. Reliable. Uh, just gets the job done. Gets the job done. So you More know, often than not, has become a, a big race rider in the last seven or eight years. Came over from South Australia, settled in, works hard, great level head. D done. Had a stint in Hong Kong. Oh, and his presentation, when he talks to the media, is second to none. And the owners. And the owners. Get rid of it. Right. So when he's on a favourite, you just think, oh, lock well, in. I'm confident. Yeah. yeah you, you're confident that, that uh, n- nothing will affect his performance. He just, I just see him as an old pro. Hey, he's look, just an old pro that, that gets the job done. What about time in, time out. What about as a spectator and a horse owner? Damien Lane. Oh, Would you put him on? Oh, my word. Absolutely flying. And, and I'd have no problem with young Ben Allen or, ben T- or young Thompson. I mean, there's a number of those young fellas. I think we've got a really good crop coming through. Craig Williams is a lock-in. Mark Zara. Is a lock-in. I don't know if Craig Williams is a lock-in. Why not? I've, I've never caught Craig. What do you mean you've never caught Craig? I've just Craig? never caught him. Hang on we've a minute. Never, we've never got on... We, we've never... We won a derby. I, I was lucky enough to be involved in a horse that won a derby. But we've never sort of had an, a good run together. Right. Mm. So, okay. I sense there's a bit of tension. No, there's no tension. There's no, no tension. You sure? Yeah. No okay. tension. I like Craig. Craig's a great fella. And, so, and, and does wonderful things in the industry. We just don't seem to... Have luck together. It's just one of those jockeys. Yeah. He's a champion jockey. Yep. Arguably one of the greatest jockeys to ride in this era. RS Die back in those days. I yep. Couldn't get a winner off RS Die. He'd ride 100 for everyone else. Just had couldn't no luck. Just was one of those things. Michael D, I think, is another jockey on the way up. Yep. A young uh, whiz kid from New Zealand. He's starting to get some wonderful opportunities. Hi, Arm. He won a, uh, a uh, binary Group 1 stakes on her. He's, He's won two Group 1s now race rider, I think, in, in the last four years. B. Mellum. Mm-hmm. Now, Benny was probably... Uh, he was he was provincial, yes, city, but was never one of the, those three you discussed over dinner that should race, ride your horse in a, in a big race. But again, in the last five years, I think he, he's right up there that you say, oh, no, no, B. B. Mellum's a good show. And, and particularly an on-pace horse. He, he has great hands to, and great judge of pace. Benny, to me, has got, he's one of these jockeys, right? He's got 
all the ability in the world and the potential. It just goes missing at times. I'd like to see some consistency for 12 months with Ben Mallam. That's the only question mark I have over him. Undoubtedly, he's got the tools and he's a multiple group one winning jockey. He just sent, tends to peak carnival times, tries to get on the best rides carnival times and so forth. But if he... You're saying he gets a bit cute. Really locked himself in like a Damien Lane has over the past two years and rode everywhere and tried to ride every day and given himself that opportunity for 12 months, you'd see a far more polished and better rider uh, and more consistent rider with Ben Allen. But uh, I would put him on anytime, anywhere. Jordan Childs is another one that's coming through. We have a couple of... Regan Bayless is my favourite current jockey. Thank you, Anonymous. Lockie King's on the way up. Damien Lane's on the way up. Thank you very much, Anonymous. Uh, how will Team Williams to go? We'll have a talk about some Team Williams runners. Um, look, they're very hard to predict. I think you just look at the markets. You look at the shift in the markets with Sportsbet for Team Williams runners today. Nature Strip will win by five lengths. Thank you, Brian from Sunshine. Nash, Nash Rewilla. Naughty Nash, fantastic. I did see on social media that he might have been back in Australia with a photo with the family on Father's Day. That's great news from Hong Kong. Nash Rewilla's back in town if he, if he is, that is the case. Um, who's the best female rider going around right now? Well, you'd have to say Jamie Carr. By far. Would be a lock-in. But I have one question mark. Her stats in South Australia are unbelievable. Not so good here in Victoria when she, cha- uh, when she travels. Oh, geez, she's only been over here. And she hasn't got a, it doesn't have a bucket full of rides every time she comes over. She came over last week and had one. Mate, you make the most of your opportunities. And if you want to go to the next level, you've got to be riding winners when you come into state. Compared to Have a look Lane, at her stats when she rides into state. Well, in South Australia, she dominates. Absolutely. But she's got to learn that. that that's, that's a, a craft Young. she's going to learn. Well, I want to see it. Okay. Well, let's watch Jamie Carr as the spring goes on. Let's see if Tony McAvoy keeps putting her on in the big races. And let's see where she ends up in the spring. Because she may end up being that jock of the, the carnival because the one thing she, that seems to happen with Jamie Carr is horses run for her. Balance, you know, they, 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 timing, beautiful. she's got it all. Mm. Now she needs to go to that next level when it comes to carnival time and I want to see it when she does. I want an explanation from you. You're talking about Ben Mellum uh, and talking about Damien Lane. You know, I, I think Damien Lane's just fantastic the way he goes. Is Linda Meach the best rider in Australia right now? I'd argue that point. But Linda Meach is the best rider yep. in Australia. No, I'll, she's not. I would put Linda Meach on before I'd put Jamie Carr on. The best female rider? Mm. You said the best rider. I don't think she's the best rider. What's in wrong Australia. with female rider or rider? What's the difference? No, the best rider in Australia. Yep, best rider in Australia. Linda Meach? Yep. Okay. I'd put Linda on. You're, you're Without in, a doubt. Entitled to your opinion. Linda Meach. 9429 is Linda Meach okay. the best rider in Australia? I don't think she is. Female rider. Damien Lane, Ben Mellum. Which one would you have in a big race? Damien Lane or Ben Mellum? I'd have Damien Lane. Just because work work ethic on top. Right. Yep. Okay. You've been pretty strong on that. Mate, I got out the right side of the bed this morning. I don't know about you. You've come in very aggressive with your mouth guard in and your moulded soles on. Can you please bring some tracksuit pants and stop wearing football shorts in to the studio? Um, Dato Tan Chin Nam. Before we go to the break, I want to talk about Dato Tan Chin Nam because that's what the main race is called today, the Dato Tan Chin Nam Stakes. Now, for those who don't know Dato Tan Chin Nam, uh, he raced a lot of horses for many years with Bart Cummings. Yep. 
a lot of wonderful horses. His big ticket back in the 70s was Think Big, won the 74 and 75 Melbourne Cups, back-to-back Cups. Uh, he's a property developer based in Malaysia, but done some big building projects in Sydney. I'm not sure of the ones he had done in Melbourne. Ha- has a real affinity with Mooney Valley, because he's won three Cox Plates, uh, saintly back in 1996, who did the Cox Plate Melbourne Cup double. Um, so you think, won two Cox Plates, 2009-2010. What a horse, as mm. a two-year-old, he's first. Uh, absolutely... Uh, 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 brilliant. He had another. He had an Oaks winner called Faint Perfume. So had a lot of success with with Bart Cummings and uh, great success in the Cox Plate. And that's uh, hence why we see the the name of this race today in honouring Dato Tan Tim Nan and his association with racing here in Australia and and that relationship he had with the great Bart Cummings. The golden green Bart Cummings stable colours. Think big. But then he made his who which horse made his own stable colours. Famous, the gold sleeves with the black and white check. I'd say Saintly. Yes. Yeah, I, I would think Saintly back in the 90s. Oh, what a horse. 1996, that, that, uh, that, that's the first time I, I heard people mentioning, you know, the Melbourne Cup is always won by the, or should be won by the best weight for age horse. And that year, Saintly came out and won the Cox Plate and then, you know, bolted in the Melbourne Cup as well. Who was a better horse, Saintly, or so you think, in those colours? Oh, dear me. Yeah, cop that one. Mm, mm. Uh, morning, fellas. Melbourne City, Damien Lane, Craig Williams, Ollie. Did we mention Damien Oliver? How many Scabby Presley medals did he win? Oh, but that, that's a given. Uh, he's a that's lot. That's a given. You've got, you got to mention yeah, Oliver. Grand, grandpa's up there. Oliver's the best. He is the best. Right. Well, D Lane, big. He's a big time uh, jockey. Ethan Brown is on the way up. He still claims one point five yeah. Browning. Yep. He's just gonna have the battle with his weight to get there. Where's he uh, based, Ethan? Ethan Brown's down at, uh, he's bought a, bought a little house on the Mornington Peninsula, but he rooms with Bowie Mertens in his house. You see, he's a negative gear. <laughs> negative easy. gear. He's got equity, <laughs> mate. He's a negative gear. I love it. And uh, he's he's an Alice Springs boy. Morning, fellas. Uh, this is great. Uh, the odds couple. Great talking piece, Simo. You just went with some of the some of mine. Damien Lane is the best. Uh, we'll dominate this spring. Mickey D. He's one on the way up. Stephanie Thornton's riding absolutely outstanding. Yes, Stephanie Thornton. And Benny Thompson, too, needs to go to the next level, just needs to get on a good horse. Oh, we could talk about this all day. DJ, happy birthday from last week. Frankston Froffies. <laughs> Time for a break on the odds couple. It's 18 minutes after 8 o'clock. Trent Busterton coming up after the break. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Sportsbet BS Hotline, state your emergency. Yeah, it's me punters group. Me mate Dave uh, reckons he bought in. Okay, hang up now. What? And join Sportsbet's Bet With Mates. It's group betting without all the BS. Conditions apply. Gamble responsibly. 1-800-858-858. On 11.16 SEM, The Odds Couple with Simon O'Donnell and Simon Marshall. Dictionary's Word of the Day. Today's word, ladies and gentlemen, is Cyclopean. Cyclopean, 
objective or meaning is gigantic or vast. And to put cyclopean into a sentence, in the feature race today, Bonneval will have to put in a cyclopean performance to go back to back to win the Dato Tanchim Nan. Welcome back to the Odds Couple. <laughs> <laughs> this is a racing show. Yeah, you remember last Saturday week, morning. Mate, we're here we're to learn. The word of the week, cyclopean. Where did that come from, cyclopean? What, what, what inspired you to go to cyclopean? Well, I just wanted something gigantic, vast, something big's going to happen today, I, I believe, at Mooney Valley. <laughs> you always wanted to be a ruckman? Sudoriferous last week was outstanding, but uh, cyclopean is a new word that we can add to our vocabulary. Thank you very much. You feeling better now? I am. I've got it off my chest. No, 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 no. You're feeling better. You've hit the deck and done your 20 push-ups and your... Good lordy me, yes. Mm. This T-shirt mm. didn't come out of the dryer either. Yeah, you're, uh, <laughs> you're still huffing and puffing a little bit, but uh, Trent Bussard will want to be huffing and puffing after a couple of his horses win at the Valley this afternoon. He joins us uh, this morning on the Odds Couple. G'day, Trent. How are we, guys? Simon's been drinking. I see you early this morning. <laughs> he knows me too well. Trent, um, welcome to the Odds Couple. Uh, first time we've spoken to you. Tell us a little bit about your journey and uh, with, with with Natalie. How long have you been here now? Two years? Uh, basically, yeah, two years to the day we've been here. So uh, we got over a couple of winters ago, about uh, July. So, yeah, two years. And Trent, can you tell us the enormity you're trying to set up from New Zealand? Uh, Cranbourne, uh, it's a remarkable training complex. Neil Bainbridge and uh, da, and uh, Kingy, Lukey King, do an unbelievable job down there for you. But uh, can you give us uh, a bit of an insight about the setup and you're moving a team over to set up? It was a bit, a bit like that word you just said, but I won't even try and pronounce it. Uh... Cyclopean. <laughs> um, yeah, we, we bought, I think we bought 15 horses over and had a couple of kids and a couple of dogs to go along with it so uh, it was a big move but to be honest it, it went very well it was all smooth and we sort of hit the ground running a bit we had horses ready to race and things have built well from there. Trent what what, what are the challenges coming from a from New Zealand to here from a, a racing perspective is it a step up is it just the depth of racing what, what are the challenges that face a new trainer in a new country and a racing here in Victoria? Oh, I suppose one one of the main things was getting our head around all the different tracks and you know what type of tracks would suit what type of horse, um, and just you know getting used to all the seven day seven day a week racing. Um, probably the depth, obviously, sad day racing. You know, it's it's uh, the stake money's there, but you've obviously got to have a very good horse to uh, to be there racing on a sad day, particularly this time of year, and especially when you're taking on the might of uh, Darren Weir and David Hayes. Trent, Natalie and yourself, your business model is your later uh, two-year-olds and three-year-olds and target the classic races. Am I right in saying that? And why has that uh, been a, a very uh, profitable and successful business plan for your team? Uh, probably just obviously coming out of New Zealand, sort of we bought most of our horses in New Zealand and obviously the, the, the New Zealand bred strength lays in the, the Starn races. Um, we probably didn't have the ammo going to the sales sort of to buy those half a million dollar schnitzels and I'm invincible so you've got to stick to where your strengths are and and sort of identify that probably don't have a super have to have a superstar starring horse to, to make a bit of money out of it like as long as they got a they obviously have to go all right but 
if they can get over a trip and they can cope with the pressure of it, you're going to pick up some of it. Can you explain to people listening right now the enormity of a spring carnival and how much it can improve your business or the meaning for you, to your business when you win a classic race or during the spring carnival? Yeah, certainly. Like it's, I don't think people quite grasp how tough the racing is, is over the spring carnival. You know, like it's a cream of the crop, and I don't think it's an exaggeration to say it's probably equal to anywhere racing in the world. Um, and it's all about being in the spotlight and sort of it's like being in finals week. All the, all the press is all over it, and uh, everything about Melbourne is, is spring racing. So um, if you can get one good enough to get your name in the papers or on the TV, it's certainly... Uh, Everyone loves a winner and to get more business out of it. All right, mate, let's rip in. You've got a great a book of runners, handful of runners today, race two, the Curra. Uh, Curra, I should say, is back in. A very consistent horse and just loves this trip at Mooney Valley. Race two, number one. Yeah, he, he tries hard. He doesn't win them out of turn, but he gives his best every time. Um, very consistent, so we'll push forward from the wide draw and try and slot in somewhere in behind the speed and if he can get a run, he'll. If he can get the right run, he'll be, you know, he'll be thereabouts. I wouldn't say he'd win because he doesn't win him out of turn, but he'll pick up some prize money along the way. And I think he's probably over the odds as far as paying place betting. Melissa Julius to take the claim. A race two, number one, Cara, Savvy Oak and Tavaran in race three, numbers seven and nine. Can you split the two for the punters? Uh, early days, like I would have thought, Tavi Run would have it over the other horse. He, he got the job done at, at um, Donald, but wasn't you know outstanding. He's probably one. I think once we get up to those sort of Derby trips and that, he'll be right amongst the better, better um, three-year-olds. But but I certainly uh, the other horse took us a little bit by surprise the other day with his turn of foot. Um, and if he if he can show the same turn of foot, he'll certainly uh, I think he can get some of it. Unbelievable. Uh, Obviously, uh, sorry, mate. You go. No, no. Unbelievably, they've drawn side by side, eight and nine. Yeah, I think Tavi Run will just push forward with them um, as his last start, and Savvy Oak will just leave it to Regan a bit. He's sort of in his jump outs early, early on. He was pinging the gates and sitting right up on speed, so he, it was a surprise to see him go back. But it certainly worked, and we'll leave that up to Regan. Okay, Tavi Run maybe more upside heading towards a Derby race three, number nine, the pick there. Race nine, at the end of the uh, beautiful nine race card here at Mooney Valley, you've got a rising red class runner and Al Peaky Blinders, numbers six and 18 in race nine. Peaky Blinders, he, he's uh, he's got a good draw, no weight, and Linda Meach gets on well with him. Um, he should get a nice suck run just in behind the speed, and, and I think he'll be running on strong, sort of. He's getting up to a trip trip now where... Uh, where it's the right distance, and probably although he'll be better over 2,000 right now, is a mile's ideal for him, and I think he can be amongst it. The best at Mooney Valley, please, from your team, Trent, and also have you got a winner at Kilmore today? I'd say Peaky Blinders is the best. Um, the Kilmore, we should be winning race three, I think, Oregon Dreamer. Uh, she just had the one start, went down narrowly just with with progressive improvement. She... Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Probably.
Hopefully should be getting over the line in front today. Race 9, number 18, Mooney Valley, and race 3, number 9, at Kilmore today. Trent Buston, wish Natalie all the very best. You're a gun team, and even great to race horses with. You're a good guy. Thanks for joining us on the Odds Couple. How would you like to ramp up your club's game day atmosphere? Big Screen Video is giving 10 lucky sports clubs the chance to win a $10,000 grant towards their own digital scoreboard. Register now at iCanWin.com.au slash BSV. Okay, uh, the odds couple continues here at 27 minutes to 9 o'clock. Simon Marshall, it's our pleasure to welcome for the first time uh, this Spring Carnival, James Cummings to the odds couple radio show. And what a big day he's got, his heart and all... uh, and to find that form we know he possesses. Uh, he's a hell of a good horse on his day, um, and young James Cummings is proving that he's a hell of a good trainer. Good morning, James. Morning, Simon. How are you? Good. All well in your camp this morning? Oh, yeah. You know what? The um, the horses are all well. We, we did have to pull out Osborne Bulls this morning. He just had a little bit of an elevated temperature. Um, but uh, I, know, I know he's got a lot of followers. He's a good horse, um, and, and I, can, I can assure you guys that he's... He's still he's still fitting well, um, but it was just not worth the risk because because uh, as you know, having had horses for a number of years now, um, one little sign can uh, can lead to a lot worse when you put them under race pressure, and they're, they're, they're too valuable to risk like that. So uh, we'll save him for another day. James, before we start uh, chatting about your runners at the Valley today and a, and a best from you in in Sydney, uh, tell us about the transition from James coming in. Cummings, the individual trader, to James Cummings training for Godolphin. Well, to be honest, I could I could sit here and talk to you all day about it. Um, there's there's so much to consider, um, but I think at the I think at the core, the beauty of the beauty of my role is that I'm allowed to proceed and train the horses as if I own them myself. And that philosophy that I have, I think, is very valuable whenever I'm at a crossroads with a horse um, because I very much get the opportunity to sit down with Finn and Jason and we can talk. I can talk about it amongst my assistant trainers and, 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 and foremen and everybody can have their opportunity to have input. Um, but there hasn't been a moment yet where... I've been at loggerheads with something the company wants to do because we see it the same way and we're all trying to do the best on behalf of His Highness Sheikh Mohammed. And, uh, it's a, you know, it's a good philosophy to have with any 5% owner out there when I was training from Leilani Lodge and, uh, and, and I get the chance to have the same um, the same view on it here at Godolphin. And I say to my wife, Monica, all the time, the best thing about my job is that I care about my job. So, um, you know, it's a it's a... It's a wonderful, wonderful opportunity. I, I, I kick myself every time I get to the races and I see the names and the, the names in the um, the name tags above the, the tie-up stalls, and I, you know, I just rub my hands together and think, you know, look at these good horses. I get to I get to saddle up again today, and, uh, and, and today in, uh, the, it's no different. So hopefully we can um, hopefully we can go through a few of these runners, mate, and we can find a winner. James, before we do, uh, the team aspect seems to be so. Um, uh, or should not never be underplayed, and and the bigger trainers, your, your Darren Weirs, your Hazers, you know, they, they they talk about that that team atmosphere, and you've touched on it already this morning, you know, with with your foreman and the the people that um, uh, 
uh, talk to you and, and you've got to trust their opinion. You, mm. you came from a smaller stable. Mm. Converting that, you know, because the, the challenge people always seem to put out there is, you know, when you go into big business is people. Uh, has mm. that been a challenge for you as well? Well, I think that is the the crux of it. It really is. And the, uh, the, the challenges are always there around every corner. Um, we have... We have over a hundred staff um, that, that, in one way, shape, or form, have an impact on the performances of the horses that you see running the Royal Blue every weekend. But I, I, I was, um, I didn't come, in, I didn't come here, you know, without a fair, without without my fair share of experience, even for a, a, a very very young trainer, um, of, of observing what it's like to see the very best trainers. And how they handle the staff underneath them, and Bart was a master at it. He could not lay eyes on a horse for three months, and it could win a Lightning Stakes first up because he knew what questions to ask his assistant trainer in Melbourne. He knew when he heard certain answers what the follow-up questions could be and should be, and he would make adjust- adjustments accordingly. Um, so he was one of the very, very few trainers in the past that was successfully able to run a satellite stable, and he he he, he did that because he was able to understand the people that worked for him, and he didn't view the challenge of the people in the stable as uh, a burden. I think he enjoyed the challenge as much as he enjoyed the challenge of training his horses, and I and I I, I just you know can't help but have the same feeling when I'm working with the people around me that if I see them improving and learning and becoming more familiar and accustomed to the way I want to do things, that, that, that provides a lot, a lot of satisfaction just, just as much as seeing the improvement that we see, um, that we observe in a horse as the preparation unfolds. So, so um, I, I hope that answers your question, but, but I, 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 re- I really do feel strongly about that issue. James Simon Marshall here. Good morning. Morning. Dear, well, before we get to your five runners today, did Bart leave a black book? For you to look through, did he write things down? Well, he left a red phone. <laughs> and I, got rid of, I always assumed that was a direct line to the prime minister. <laughs> but there were there were a few there were a few notebooks uh, yep. from time to time, and, uh, and and some very amusing things written in them, and and interesting things too. Um, but I have kept a lot of his writings. They wouldn't. They wouldn't be the only ones that I haven't kept are the ones I didn't know about. <laughs> but, but, but he, but he, he, he taught me so much yep. from a period in his life when he didn't have the body willing enough to be at the trackside to see the horses like so you think and faint perfume and 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 and, and Norzita and, and how they were improving and what work they needed. So he needed me to be giving him everything. So he was teaching me the questions to ask and the work to do. How to how to prepare them and how far he could push them to get them to their absolute peak, right. and I couldn't I couldn't have um, been in a more valuable position from uh, from a, from the University of Training Racehorses than I was put in then for those few years, and uh, and I, I think about those teachings quite often. Priceless. We're having a chat with James Cummings, head of the Godolphin team. He's got five runners at Mooney Valley today. James, race two, will kick off with sanctioned. Beautiful draw. Gate six. Craig Williams around the eight fifty mark. Yeah, now, now, now I feel like I'm off the Oprah couch, and now we're talking about the horses. <laughs> we love it. Sanction, Sanction needs to look. He needs to improve his form. I've, I've 
I've brought him down to Melbourne and I've given uh, Reg and Kate a bit of a challenge with this horse. Um, he was promising a lot more than 12 months ago than what he's delivered, but he looks terrific. Uh, he, he, he wanted to get on the wrong leg in the gallop at Mooney Valley during the week, uh, but he does, look, he does look particularly well. I think, he's, um, I think he's improved a fraction, but he's just got to try a lot harder than what he has been. Race two, number 14. Race three, number six is Leatherhead, also drawn well. Dwayne Dunn in the saddle. The 1,500-metre gallop. What are your thoughts? I like the 1,500 metres for him. He was finding the line really strongly last time. It was against the older horses, and I thought he, um, I thought he really acquitted himself like, a, like, a, like an improving style of three-year-old. Uh, nevertheless, uh, I, I couldn't help but be impressed with the Dawn Approach cult that will start favourite in, in this race. And if that horse handles Mooney Valley... Um, in one way, shape or form, then you would think this race is just all but over. Um, we were hoping he was going to go to Adelaide. Mm. But um, but our horse is ready to run well, and I think he's on the upward spiral. Race three, and number six, Leatherhead. Race five, number one, Viridine. He's a $16 chance up against Nature Strip. Well, this is probably the race of the day, and uh, I think the, the, the Colt Viridine couldn't be going much better. He did start $3 in a Galaxy, um, but just wasn't quite as good in his, um, in his subsequent three starts. I mean, I mean he, forgive him the Roman Consul, he never got clear at any stage and he went to the line on the bit. Um, but we travelled him to Morfittville for, for um, the opportunity to teach him a little bit more. And he ran well against Nature Strip, his first attempt down there. But, of course, your listeners would be well aware that Nature Strip wasn't quite going as well at that time as he's going now. And, uh, and, and that horse looks nearly impossible to beat over 1,000 metres at the moment. But Viridine is capable of running very well fresh, and I think it'll teach us where we're at with a promising horse. Race 5, number 1. Race 6, number 5. Gongs. Jeez, I can't believe the price of Gongs with that pure relation form who won brilliantly last week. Uh, Gongs in race 6. Yeah, she's competed against pure relation. He's a very, very good filly. Um, She's, she, that 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 filly's going a lot better than when you know you last saw her in Melbourne um, at Caulfield. So Gongs is fresh up. Uh, she should she should be better than she was, I think, last preparation. She just seems to be a bit. She just seems to be um, just going that little bit better. And uh, and although she's been feeling the firmer tracks in Sydney, um, she finds it a good race here to at least show us where she's at amongst the other three-year-olds. Um, Stakes, you know, sta- hopeful, hopeful stakes fillies, and, uh, and and I'd like to think that if she can uh, get a good run from the draw, then she can be um, she can be racing well amongst these fillies. Well, Nature Strip might be um, very popular today, but the punter's favourite is race eight, number one Hartnell in the feature, the Dardo, and beautiful placement here after his terrific run first up, he gets to the mile. Yeah, now it was tempting to run him in the Memsey, but I just knew that he would like. Uh, another week and uh, stepping up to 1600 metres I think just falls into his um, falls into his lap nicely for him and uh, the bottom line is you know we're happy with the horse so um, I think he gets his opportunity to put himself right there from the from from that draw um, I think he I think he has to um, and uh, he, he's just he's just bright and got a little bit of a look about him and I uh, I like the I like I like the idea of um, believing in the horse today. I think he I think he's re- I think he's ready to run another good one for us, and I'd love to see him. I'd love to see him win this race. Um, 
not not just to see the horse back in the winner's circle. I mean, he won a Group One first up last preparation, but also because it's um, it's, a, it's a it's a race in the in the, in the name of a, fa- a good, very very good family friend of ours and longtime supporter in Dado Tanchinan. Um, and uh, you know, it'd be it'd be wonderful to be competitive for such a prestigious trophy. It certainly would be, James. Um, we wish you all the best with, with Hartnell. Um, there, there's a little uh, X factor in that for you and all your other runners at the Valley this afternoon. We look forward to seeing you down here more during the spring. Thanks, guys. Injured at work in a motor vehicle accident or had a fall in a public space? Speak to Your Claim Lawyers, a no-win, no-fee, personal injury claims law firm that specialises in maximising compensation claims for injured people. Call 1-800-YOUR-CLAIM or yourclaimlawyers.com.au. On 1116 SEN, The Odds Couple, with Simon O'Donnell and Simon Marshall. And David Taggart at 10 minutes to 9 o'clock. Sorry, Tags, we're a bit late getting to you this morning. You've been sitting there chomping at the bit to get to the quaddy. We, oh, I think it's your day today. Let's get straight oh, into it. Yeah, this is this is a tough quaddy. It's harder to pick than a broken nose, isn't it, I reckon, today? But uh, we'll start off Never with... Never had a broken nose. <laughs> we'll start off at race six. Uh, your race, Scoop, uh, three-year-old Phillies race. Uh... Number four is the interesting runner here for the uh, David Hayes camp, uh, the New Zealand filly, I should say. Uh, group one place, one and group two, has been back for a fortune. Um, and a certain play can never be underestimated when the Adelaide horses and Willow taking the ride. Hummer Mummer, of course, pushed Sunlight last start. So the numbers in this uh, first leg of the quarter are 1, 3, 4, 6, 7 and 8. One, three, four, six, seven, eight in the first leg. Okay, let's go to the second, race seven. Yeah, race seven uh, disappointed me, little mate Osborne Bullsy Scratch. He drew to win, uh, so he comes out. Mister Sneaky goes in. Um, he was only one of few that uh, made up ground last last time here at Meany Valley. So uh, the numbers now are four, five, and eleven. Four, five, eleven in race seven, which is the second leg. Race eight, which is the third leg. Race eight, the fee and stakes. Know it well. Back nineteen ninety five. Oh. Bowart. What'd you Thank ride you in nineteen ninety five? Bowart. Yes. Bowart. Bowart. Yeah. Who trained Bowart? Dave Edwards, Perth Mayor. Uh, the only time it was run at Caulfield, they were doing the the strath there at Black Mini Valley. Black colours, brown. Correct way, yeah, that's it. Should have won a Caulfield Cup, but that's another story. Okay, I'll <laughs> Anyway, the, the third leg here, race eight. Uh, this is, I'm leaving number seven out. Big call here. He's uh, one of the favourites. Uh, Night's Watch, toughest test to date. Uh, he's always won on the minimum. He now has to carry uh, the 59 at the weight for age level. Um, plus the week's back up too. I don't think that was Wee's plan, but he had to run him. Uh, I think it's Hartnell's race to lose. But uh, And Bonneville, of course, last year's winner did miss the autumn. Uh, it goes in, and as well as High Am, great first up run. She has a great second up record, so the numbers are 1, 9, and 11. 1, 9, 11. And the final leg, race Fi- 9. Final leg, nah, Mossendale draws to get the gun run here. Uh, the Queensland horse, Divine Unicorn, number 5, he's been very well supported too, and he's down here for a spring assault. Uh, if it's a mad bias track, uh, number 7, Northwest Passage of the Waterhouse, uh, he has one here, might just lead all the way. So the numbers here are 3, 5. Seven, nine, and thirteen. Three, five, seven, nine, and thirteen. So, race six, one, three, four, six, seven, eight. Race seven, four, five, eleven. Race eight, one, nine, and eleven. Race nine, three, five, seven, nine, and thirteen. Correct. We're going to take a break, Mr. Taggart. We're going to hear more from you when uh, we come back on the other side.
1116 SEN, The Odds Couple, with Simon O'Donnell and Simon Marshall. Sorry, folks, a bit of a rush here at the end, but we got uh, David Taggart's uh, quaddy out. That'll be winning today, I have no doubt. Uh, now a get-out bet right around the country. David? Yeah, I'm off to Rose Hill in, in the race eight, number 11, soothing. No matter by, it's just how far it wins by, who soothing. knows? Soothing, very calming. Recyclopean. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Come on. Hey, Matty Dunn. Yes, Marshall, your best for the day. Matty Dunn's in town, Queensland Premier Trainer. And he's got uh, race nine, number five, Divine Unicorn in. And this horse beat Tradesman two starts back. He was in good form, Tradesman. Goes mm. good fresh too. Perfect draw from gate five. That'll do me. Divine Unicorn in the last at Mooney Valley. Okay, I love a provincial meeting, and I'm going to go up to Kilmore this afternoon. Race eight, number nine, Sarah Sentinel. Sarah Sentinel for me at Kilmore, race eight, <laughs> number nine. Great having uh, your company this morning, Simon. Your, you too, David. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.